Jeremiah chapter 29. We begin our reading with verse 11. These are the words that you find. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you and expected in. Amen. You may be reading another version that says, For I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Amen. I want for a few minutes today just to talk from this subject. It's all in his plan. It's all in his plan. For I know the plans I have for you. This, my brothers and sisters, is one of those texts that is often misused and misquoted. Often you hear people use it to encourage an individual to talk to them and tell them that God has plans for your life. To tell them that that God is working it out for you. And, and there's nothing wrong with encouraging people from the word of God. But we look at it in the context. He's not, God is not speaking to any one person. God is speaking to all of his people. His chosen people. I have plans. I know the plans I have for you. Most of us, my brothers and my sisters, grow up with plans for our lives. Very early in our lives, very early, based on the things that we see and the things that go on around us, early in our lives, we make up in our minds what we have planned for life. We make up in our minds what we want our own lives to look like, what we want to be, and what we want to do. We all have plans for our own lives. <clears throat> when I look back, brothers and sisters, when really, when I look back over my life, when I look back over the plans that 
I made, it, it occurs to me that a whole lot of things I had on my list never came to pass. And then the other thing I figured out was that there were a whole lot of things that wasn't on my list. <laughs> like preaching. <laughs> like parents. There were a whole lot of things that I never put on my list. But they occurred anyhow. I don't know what that says to you, but it says to me that there must be somewhere another set of plans. There must be somewhere a set of plans for my life that I didn't have anything to do with. Are y'all hearing me? Studying this text and studying this text from the book of Jeremiah, my eyes have been further opened. Open to the fact that there is somewhere a master plan. There's a master plan for the lives of all believers. And that plan, my brothers and sisters, is bigger than any plan that you might have for yourself. Are y'all hearing me? There is a master plan. The fact, my brothers and sisters, the fact is, contrary to what many folk are teaching now, contrary to what many may believe now, this master plan really ain't about you. Are y'all hearing me? I, I know we try to put ourselves at the center of everything. But when it really comes down to God's master plan, it really ain't about you. It ain't, ain't about what you want to be and what you want to do. It's about the master's plan. I know, I know that, that we use this text to encourage people and, 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 and try to help uh, people to further make good decisions and, and to get over situations. And we talk to this, people when they're going through struggles and, that they might be facing. But, but, and, and you take this text and you listen to the radio and the television, prosperity preachers, they got this. They got it. They use it over and over again in the attempt to make everybody try to believe, try to make everybody believe that God's intent is for everybody to be filthy rich. God is going to prosper you. That's what they use the text. But it would do us all well to take a look at the text in its proper context. If you do that, my brothers and sisters, we will leave here today knowing that God's plan is bigger than any of our individual ambitions. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, we, we'll realize that, 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 that God's plan really has more application to all of our lives. And when we read it, it's not just something to encourage an individual, but this talks to all of our lives, no matter where we are and what we think. For a few weeks now, for a few weeks now, those who have been around, you've seen and you've heard us talking about Jeremiah. How Jeremiah, over these last weeks, have been warning the people. He's been warning the people of God that wrath was about to come, but you remember nobody was listening to Jeremiah. Right. We remember studying, and we have studied it even on Wednesday night, how 
Jeremiah had come to the point of frustration and he had come to a point of weeping because people were not listening to what he had to say. But now, but now all that Jeremiah had said, all of the things that he had told them were coming to pass, every bit of it now has come to pass. They wouldn't listen, but it still came to pass. They didn't believe it, but it still came to pass. By this time, the city of Jerusalem has been attacked. It has been inv invaded by the Babylonians. By this time, Jerusalem now, the beautiful city of Jerusalem now was laying waste. Solomon's beautiful temple and, and the wall that was around in the city was completely destroyed, just like Jeremiah said. And the people of the city have been carried away, just like Jeremiah said. They've been carried away into Babylon as slaves. But although, although the people had, 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 had time and time again broken that covenant with God, yeah, they, they had made a covenant that they were going to serve him and serve him only, although they had been out there messing with other gods, fooling with the God of Baal, although they had messed up with God, somehow God had spoiled them to his faithfulness. Are y'all hearing me? Although they knew they had messed up, God had spoiled them so much until they, 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 they just knew that God would be faithful to them. Listen what, what I'm talking about. They, they had a history. These people, although they're enslaved now, they're, they're in trouble, but they had a history with God. They had a history that says that every time they get in trouble, God would come to the rescue. You remember, you remember, they were in bondage. They were in bondage in Egypt. God brought them out. They, they got trapped out there at the Red Sea. But God came through and got them out. He drove them, he drove all their enemies out of the land and led them safely into the promised land. God did it again. Are y'all hearing me? Judah was invaded by the Assyrian army and the Assyrian army was so great that they said nobody could ever get them out. But that very night, God sent an angel and killed 185,000 soldiers and got them out of trouble again. So here they are. They've been carried away as slaves and they, they've sort of gotten used to God bailing them out. They sort of got to the point where they just sort of knew they just sort of knew that God yeah, is going to work this thing out for us. So when the Babylonians invaded Jerusalem and carried them away they had their minds, or, or in their minds, they, 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 they weren't really all that worried about it. They said, well, here we go again. And, and, and God is going to move again. God's going to come and get us out again. They had it in their mind that it won't be long. It won't be long before God's going to step in. And he's going to work it out one more time. That's what they were thinking. Not only were they thinking that, you read this whole chapter, and you see that there was a prophet named Hananiah. There was a prophet, and, 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 and that, the Bible doesn't call him a false prophet. It says that he was a prophet. Now, those of you who were in class on Wednesday night, those of you Wednesday night, you remember me telling you that there 
is a difference, basically, between a false prophet and a prophet that prophesies falsely. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, there, there's a difference. There's a false prophet that means somebody is just, just, just sort of acting like a prophet. It ain't really a prophet. He's just out there. But then there are those who are prophets who just don't tell the truth. Are y'all here? Who are really prophets, but they prophesy falsely. And this is what Hananiah was. He was a prophet, but he was, he was, he was prophesying falsely. This prophet Hananiah, he was feeding into their thinking. He was feeding into their thinking. Listen to what he was saying to them. He says, well, y'all, I know we're in trouble now. I know that we're in trouble now, but, 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 but you're only going to be here for two years. That's what the prophet said. He said, oh, it, it, it's bad. I said, it's rough. But go on, hang in there. We're only going to be here for two years. Now, read chapter 28. And you see that this prophet stood in direct opposition to the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah had already told them that you're going to be in captivity for 70 years. Get this now. One prophet says two years. The other prophet says 70 years. Are y'all hearing this? Two prophets. One says two years. The other says 70 years. Let me give you a moment to guess. Guess which one was the most popular prophet? <laughs> guess which one had the biggest anniversary? <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, 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 yeah. They loved Hananiah. Yeah, they, they loved the way he talked. It was like the way he preached. He said two years. Jeremiah said 70 years. So chapter 29, when we get to chapter 29, it's actually a letter that Jeremiah is writing to the people, to the captives. Jeremiah, look at verse 1. Jeremiah is writing a letter to those folk who are enslaved. Look at chapter 29, verse 4. He says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom, now this is God talking, whom I have caused to be carried from Jerusalem to Babylon. Y'all miss that. Thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, unto all who I have caused. You're there because I wanted you there. Are y'all hearing me? Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Yeah, you are where you are. Because I have caused you to be carried from your beautiful city into slavery in Babylon. But then look at this. Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah, tell him this. He said, since you're there, you're there. He said, you ain't, you're going to be there for a while. <laughs> Build houses. <laughs> you're in a strange land. But he says, uh, look at verse 5. Build houses and plant gardens. He says, go ahead and Go ahead and, and take some wives. Take your wives. Go on and get married. If you've got marriage plans, go on and get married. Have sons and have daughters and, and, and give your daughters and make sure your daughters got husbands so that they can bear sons and daughters. Are y'all here? Doesn't it sound like they're going to be there a while? 
He said, you, you, yeah, I, I want you to build houses, plant gardens. I want you to go ahead and get married, have sons and daughters, and, and let your daughters get husbands so they can have sons and daughters. Right. And the reason why is uh, that you may be increased even while you're in trouble. Are y'all hearing me? Even while you're going through this hard time, I still want you uh, to be increased and not in other words, you're going through it, but it ain't going to kill you. Are y'all hearing me? I, I want you not to be diminished. In other words, Jeremiah is saying to the people, God is speaking through Jeremiah. Jeremiah is saying, don't put your lives on hold. You're in trouble. It's a mess. But don't put your lives on hold. Don't, don't wait to get married. Don't wait to have children. Go ahead, go ahead and live your lives. In essence, God is saying, God is saying, this is all part of my plan. Are y'all hearing me? This is all part of my plan. And you may as well go ahead and embrace it and make the best of this time because uh, it's all in my plan. Y'all ain't hearing this. Y'all ain't hearing it. Get, get this now. They are at the lowest point of their lives. But God is saying, you're still in my plan. I, I just helped somebody right there. Some, somebody sitting up in here right now. You may be in the lowest point of your life. You, you, you don't know which way to go, don't know what to do. But I come by to tell you that God still has you in his plan. I know you think that this thing is going crazy and there's nothing anybody can do about it, uh, but I come to assure you that God uh, still has you. It's all in God's plan. In other words, my brothers and sisters, in other words, he says you're not ready to go home. You're not ready to go back because I've got plans for you right here in Babylon. Y'all ain't hearing this. Y'all ain't ready to go back to Jerusalem yet. Because I've got plans. And my plans are that you have something to do here in Babylon. Let me, let me just throw this in, brothers and sisters. Just like God, is his, his chosen people, they found themselves in a strange land. Found themselves in a land that was not their home. It's not just a story. It's not just something for them because those of us who are called by his name, y'all, yeah, yeah. those of us who are called by his name, those who are living for him, whether you realize or not, we are living in a strange land. Are y'all hearing me? And just like they found themselves living in a strange place, uh, you and I who belong to him, uh, we are in a strange land. You do know this world ain't our home. You do know we are just passing through here. This world is not our home. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but in, in this world, we still got to live and we still got to learn how to function in this strange land. Yeah, he put us here in this strange place and we can't just lay down and have a pity party. He has a function for us in this strange land. One function is let your light so shine. Are y'all hearing me? So that other folk in this world can see your good works. Glorify your Father in heaven. So he, he's saying to us, you may as well, uh, you're in this world and you're going to be here until I take you out. So you may as well make the best of it. 
Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah. Hold your head up. Stop pitching your pity party. Make the best of this. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, oh, too many of us are laying around giving pity parties. So many of us sitting around waiting on things to get better. He said, no, no, no. You go ahead and make the best of this life. Since you're going to be here. <laughs> Jeremiah said for 70 years. Since you're going to be here. You can't have a 70-year pity party. Are y'all hearing me? Since you're going to be here, let's make the best out of a bad situation. And you know, as I was studying this, it was sort of strange. Jeremiah told them that they were going to be there in that strange land for 70 years. And I was just thumbing back over Psalms where Moses wrote and his, 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 his writing in, in, in Psalm. Moses, you remember he said that uh, our lifespan on this earth, in this strange land, he says, three score and ten. That's 70 years. <laughs> Y'all hear me? He said, you're going to be here on this earth. He says, our lifespan is about seven. Just thought I'd throw that in. It ain't going to cost you that. But, but, but this, this brings us to the portion of the text that I want to point out this morning. It, it, it is in this context that God speaks to all of his people. It is in this context that God is speaking to everybody who is called by his name. Not just an individual. Not just trying to encourage a person. He's talking to everybody who is called by his name. King James, he says, for I know. I know the thoughts that I have toward you, saith the Lord. Yeah, thoughts of peace to give you an expected end. Sometimes you need to read some other translation. English Standard Version says it like this. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you future and hope. The New Living Translation says, for I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you future and hope. New International Version says it like this, and this is the one that everybody likes. This is the one that everybody calls. This is the one the prosperity movement has taken for. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And this is the part they like right here. Plans to prosper you. They take that and they run with it. Plans to prosper you and, 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 and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So, so you see, if we look at it in its context, this line, these lines are not being spoken to encourage somebody who just graduated from high school. These lines are not being spoken to help somebody get up out of one of their pity parties. Uh, it's not being spoken to help somebody who might be going through something or who needs to be encouraged and, and needs somebody to speak a kind word to him. This is a word that God is speaking to all of his people. All of them who are there in a slave place. Whole of chapter 29 is God, through Jeremiah, refuting the words of the prophet Hananiah. The whole verse, the whole chapter, he's refuting the, yeah, the, the words of Hananiah who, who said that they were only going to be there for two years. 
And if you read the letter, if you read the letter, you'll find that the letter is a mixture of good news and bad news. The bad news in his letter is that you've been told that you're only going to be here for two years. And the bad news is uh, that two years is wrong. You're going to be in this situation for 70 years. And he's saying, as a matter of fact, a whole lot of y'all who are alive right now ain't going to be alive when this is over. He's saying uh, that you may as well go on and live your lives because uh, many are not going to live to make it back home. But the good news, the good news is uh, that even in your captivity, even though you're in exile, and in a strange land. The good news is all of this is a part of my plan. Are y'all hearing me? Although you're in a strange place, although it doesn't feel good to be where you are, the good news is uh, that all of this is in my plan. Are y'all hearing me? So he's saying, uh, don't put your plans, uh, don't put your life on hold. You see, it's a, make, it's a mistake, my brothers uh, and my sisters, uh, to put your life on hold just because things ain't going the way you want them to. I just said something right there. I say uh, it's a mistake to put your life on hold uh, just because things uh, are not working out the way uh, you want them to work out. And the reason why is uh, because your plan ain't the only plan. Are y'all hearing me? The reason why is uh, that that is a master plan. So it says, don't wait around. Go ahead and buy houses. Go ahead and stop planting gardens and eating out of your gardens. Don't wait around to get married and have children. Go ahead and live uh, your lives. Are y'all hearing me? He says, as tough as it is, uh, it's all part of God's plan. Are y'all hearing me? As hard as it might feel, uh, it's God's plan to get you to where God wants you to be. Are y'all hearing me? So what I want you to do is just take uh, what you're going through and uh, I want you to embrace it uh, and make the best of where you are right now. Are y'all hearing me? So my brothers and my sisters, uh, the fact that God has a plan for us uh, does not mean that we won't have to struggle sometimes. The fact that we are in God's plan does not mean uh, that things won't get tough sometimes. The fact that we are in God's plan uh, does not mean that we won't go through some dark days sometimes. It does not mean uh, that there won't be trouble in our way. Uh, I need to tell you that all of that is a part of God's plan. Yeah. You see, my brothers and sisters, uh, something uh, sometimes uh, the plan uh, that I have for myself, yeah, yeah, never comes to pass. Yeah, but one thing about God's plan, uh, God's plan always, it always uh, works out. So even uh, as we go through, uh, we ought to be encouraged uh, by the knowledge uh, that it's all in God's hands. 
even when we're going uh, through hard times uh, we ought to be able to dry away our tears uh, because we gotta know that it's all uh, in God's hands and what God is doing uh, he's trying to get me to uh, and expect it in yeah y'all ain't hearing me yet yeah. I want to get you to uh, and expect it in yeah y'all need to hear this yeah it may seem rough sometimes yeah it may seem like all hell is breaking loose yeah it may seem like life is spinning out of control yeah but I need to tell you uh, that there is uh, an expected end yeah are y'all hearing me yeah. it really doesn't matter how dark it is yeah. it really doesn't matter who gives up on you uh, there is uh, an expected end yeah y'all ain't hearing me yeah that's why our foreparents yeah used to sing the song uh, that said uh, they would live their voices uh, and say I believe I will run on yeah, and see uh, what the end uh, is going to be yeah, because I know uh, that there is something yeah. anybody believe that yeah, there is something uh, at the end uh, that is waiting for me yeah. I know you're disgusted yeah. I know you feel like uh, God has turned his back on you yeah. but that's because you ain't at the end yeah, yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me, yeah. But if you can just hold out uh, and hold on, yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me, yeah. If you can hold out uh, and hold on, there is something uh, at the end uh, and is waiting for all of us. Uh, yes, it's all uh, in his plan. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me, yeah? You see, while you're going through uh, this strange land, uh, you'll come to realize uh, that you can't make it by yourself. Yeah. Let me tell you why yeah. you're going through what you're going through. Yeah. Look at verse 12. Yeah. It says, if I let you go through long enough, yeah. if you suffer long enough, yeah. verse 12 says, uh, you will call on me. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, and you will pray under me. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah, where I wanted you in the first place. Yeah. You will call on me yeah, and you will pray under me. And that's all I wanted. Uh, I wanted to get back uh, on speaking terms. Uh, so I close today uh, by telling you that God uh, has a plan. Uh, are y'all hearing me? Uh, and while you might understand, uh, you may not understand uh, God's plan. Uh, God knows uh, the plan uh, that he has for us. Uh, all you got to do uh, is stay uh, in the plan. Uh, may have to cry sometimes, but stay in the plan. May not understand, but stay in the plan. Your heart may ache sometimes, but stay in the plan. Because there is, there is an expected end. There is an expected end. You see, I already know how this thing is going to end up. And the reason I know is because I cheated. I cheated. You remember when you used to have novels to read? Sometimes you would cheat. 
and go on to the back of the book. Yeah. I cheated a little bit. Yeah. I know how this thing is going to end. Yeah. Yes. God gave his son. His son gave his life. Yeah. He died on an old right cross. Yes. They laid him in a bowery tomb. But early Sunday morning. Yes. I know how this thing is going to end. I flipped over in the back. It says one of these days. Y'all ain't hearing me. One of these days. He's going to step on a cloud. Y'all ain't hearing me. And the cloud, the trumpet will sound. And the joy of the Lord. The trumpet's going to sound. And the Lord, he's going to come down. I know how this thing ends. Yes, I'm glad that God knows. Y'all ain't hearing me. He knows how to load us. He knows what to load us with. But most of all, he knows just how much. Y'all ain't hearing me. Just how much. I can bear, yes, yes, yes. Ah. Just stay, stay in the plan. It doesn't feel good, but stay in the plan. God says, I know the plan. I know the plan. I know the plan that I have for you. So I'm just saying to everybody in the sound of my voice, don't give up. Don't waste time. You go ahead and make the best of this. God has a plan. I know the plans that I have for you. I'm glad God knows. I say, I'm glad God knows. Sometimes I have to wonder about it, but I thank God that he knows. Knows what kind of burdens to put on me. He knows how many burdens to put on me to keep me where I need to be. But I thank God that He knows. Uh, he knows just how much.